to the Monkey Seat, the podcast that is a podcast, but isn't allowed to say it's a podcast for fear of taking away focus from the actual podcast. My name is Tom. And I'm Carl, and we're back together like Hamilton hitting for stopping into a tyre wall. There we go. Hey, <laughs> we are a fairly independent podcast hosted by two opinionated friends who love to put the world to rights, and I hate Grease as a musical. Yeah, you can find us on all major podcasts and platforms by searching for the Monkey Seat Podcast. And you can get in touch with us by leaving us a five-star review to get a shout-out on our show. Uh, or you can visit monkeyseatpod.com and give us some spare cash from a pound upwards to support us and keep this train running. We'll also say literally anything if you want to give us money. It's like Cameo, but we're not f- famous. And it's what's the other one? Was There's a fan, only fans. We don't want to be part of only fans. No, we're not no. only fans. That's, no. uh, yeah, that, that's a whole different demographic that, altogether. Uh, why, why is Bear saying I'm never ready? Anyway, well, it's like Cameo, but we're not famous. I don't know what Cameo is, so I'm just reading this shit. Um, and I'll actually read any shit that you tell me. Oh, yeah, swearing on YouTube. Uh, you can also follow us on all socials at Monkey Pods or visit our YouTube channel where you can see me swearing live. And once again, we want to acknowledge the great work of our partner charity, Verbal's Rescue, who are continuing to do great work in our local area of rehoming abandoned cats. And they need funding far much more than we do. So uh, head to verbalsrescue.org to see how you can help. I'm back! He's back, and so is Charlie. Back. Hello. Uh, like, and a very active chat room as well. It's almost like we've had a really interesting Grand Prix to talk uh, about. And my son's just randomly waving at my in the window. Um, oh, we got a Killian on the on the show as no, well. No, he was gonna he was gonna be, but then he just ran away. He didn't fancy being here. Okay. So, so anyway, how has life been, Charlie, since you last on? Oh, not too bad. Uh, been on holiday, so. That's gone pretty You've well. You've been on holiday. We're, where have you been on holiday? We're banned from going anywhere. Oh, well, not abroad. Just uh, just kind of toured around Scotland for a bit. It went up north. So oh, didn't even didn't even leave your country? Why bother? Actually, we're living in such a good country. Why would you bother leave? Ooh. It's weird. Like I, I think I, I see uh, like going up north in Scotland. You're already up north. You can't get much more well, north. Glasgow. I mean, that's, that's the lowlands. We were... That's the lowlands. Yeah, you go, you go up into... <laughs> did you go up to... Um, Oh, uh, what's the? Where'd you go? I, I actually just uh, asked that Inverness and Aberdeen. Oh yeah. So, what well, you you town jumping, or did you go into the any of the mountains up there? Yeah, no, just to the cities. Uh, why does uh, Why does George think the monkey seat needs an OnlyFans page? Well, anyway, he, he um, just wants to see my pod. He just wants to see my podcasting thong that I mentioned on uh, on his show. You have a podcasting thong. <laughs> How did I miss this? I don't, but uh, I don't, but uh, I should do. Um, Grant, I said I did. I was lying. Sorry, George. I was lying. No. Anyway, no. yeah. Um, so, how have you been, Carl? I have been on nights and filming and being in the press. Literally, my local paper put my picture in the bloody press. Like it was like ah, go away. As well. and, and my picture was bigger than the actual writers or the lead actors. I was like, for God's sake, it wasn't oh, bigger than Olivia Coleman's, but. Um, yeah, so we've had paparazzi fights a week, um, and then we we're doing night shoots. I'm just spraying holy water all over myself. That's not a good idea. Um, and uh, and we had a christening for the little baby, so she's now officially christened, um, which Bless. is all very small because no one was here. Um, Carl with a real job. Why do people think that this might be my real job? Can you imagine this being my real job? That'd be a disaster. I'd be like poor. No one pays us. 
Oh yeah, what have you been up to? I was also in the local paper. I was also in the local paper um, because my uh, my musical that I'm directing was uh, was put out in uh, in the, the uh, Wokingham Today paper, and uh, the first sentence said, "Director Tom Horax." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, right. Uh, oh dear. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I, I'm an art fair native. Ju- journalism 101. I'm an art fair native, which means I come from Ireland. Um, which oh, okay. I mean, now I can just blag it a bit more. I just put on the funny accent, and we will be mm. grand. Yeah, um, get away with it. Hey, hey. Uh, cool. Right. So we so talks. Um, so I might be leaving early, just, depending on how we get on. But I'm absolutely yeah. Knackered. No, that's fine. No worries. Um, no, that's sorry. fine. I'll I'll just round up the. So what we're going to do tonight? We're going to talk about the Formula One to begin with, as that's just happened a couple of hours ago. Uh, then we're going to move on to the Formula E with Charlie, uh, and then if Carl's still here, then we'll we'll round up the uh, the Formula Two and the W series at the end as well. But that's just just me kind of rounding stuff up. Um, so we so we're not here until midnight, like potentially we might be. So uh, we'll we'll start off with the, with the Formula One. But we had the inaugural sprint this weekend. So what's everyone's initial thoughts on the sprint? I quite liked it. I thought it was quite good. Um, I liked the fact that it did smash up the qualifying and it doesn't, and it's, you know, we always question why Max and Hamilton always at the front. Well, when you have a qualifying that puts the number one people at the front, what do you expect? Um, Mm -hmm. So it was quite good. It makes it um, slightly more unpredictable for the actual race, such as Perez who obviously dropped out um, quite drastically. Um, so, yeah, and and obviously then Alonso, who jumped up a few places, and Lando, who jumped up a few places as well. So um, it just makes it a bit more interesting in my eyes, but maybe I'm wrong. Charlie? Um, I, I don't think it was any more interesting than an actual Grand Prix. And I we think can't call it a race! It is not a race. Yeah, that annoyed me, but we'll get on to that. Sorry, Charlie, carry on. Uh, yeah, I, know. I was just saying, I, I think the idea was to make a sort of all-out attack, kind of massive battle to set the grid for the race. And I'm not sure we saw that. I think what we saw was quite a, in my opinion, quite a composed cam race compared to what we saw in the actual race. So I'm not sure it actually did its job of making anything any more interesting than it already was. Well, I mean, you can you can wrap a feather bow around a, around a spade. It's still going to be a spade at the end of the day. And Grand Prix racing is is inherently what it is. We we spend all day lining people up from fastest to slowest, and then wonder why they can't overtake. So I don't see that it was ever going to be anything special in that sense. What I did like was the way that the qualifying on the Friday really energised the Friday and the Saturday, and 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 then the, my only negative I can see from it so far is that. I think if they're going to tweak the rules, maybe they, they keep the rule of, you know, the tie you finish qualifying in is the tie you start the race on. Because what it meant was everybody, except for Sergio Perez, who had nothing to lose, started on the medium tyres. Which, maybe that's just a circuit-specific thing. But I was hoping to see, like, maybe maybe Alonso and Sainz or people like that might start on the softs or Bottas might start on the softs just to kind of uh, mix things up and try and uh, try and get ahead of Verstappen early doors and then uh, and then protect protect the lead or that kind of thing which they obviously they wouldn't be able to do if they're in Q3 so I was hoping to see a little bit more variation but in the end they all just reverted to type and everyone started on a medium so that was my only real that was my only real uh, negative from it but as I said I thought the uh, that the Friday was was electric 
only getting an hour to set up your car for qualifying and then going straight into qualifying later in the afternoon, track conditions changing, track evolving constantly. Uh, it was a bit more of a lottery. It's still the same for everyone, so I don't see it as gimmicky because everyone's got the same piece of tarmac. But it was it was a lot more of a lottery because you had to hit the track at the right time to get the best time in. So um, my take on it, I think there's far more positives than negatives. I don't think it's a finished article and I don't want it for every race, but I think it could definitely we could definitely see the format return next year and be successful. But why would you not see it for every race? You might as well make a thing of it if, you, if everyone enjoyed it. Like, Spring race it... at Monaco and Singapore would just be dull as hell. It's, I just don't see the point. I would much rather see... If we're doing 23, 24, 25 races, why don't we have varying types of varying types of sessions? We could have some one-shot qualifying. We could have some um, elimination-style qualifying that they tried in 2016. We could have uh, an, an hour session. You know, we could we could try various different types of qualifying sessions. Two-day weekends as well. Um, yeah, but just no, to, just to mix things up a bit, weekend to weekend. The problem with that is like people like me who have day jobs at the moment, then having to, to can't watch qualifying on a Friday. Well, this would help because if you're doing a two-day weekend, you would do qualifying on a Sunday morning. But then to change it all around as well, you still get you get used to it as well, though. That's the thing. You get used to having your weekend. Well, that's the problem. I just find that they, with North of 20 Grand Prix every year, I think it, it just gets a bit monotonous. And so some something to just mix up the format, I think, is I think is a is a good idea. I wouldn't want to see it every race, obviously. But um, I think certainly for some races a year, the sprint's a good idea. Um, I'm up for trying something else. When's the well. next one? They think probably Monza, but they're not. They haven't said for certain yet. Do you think? Um, do you think having sprint races adds insult to injury to teams that uh, don't already have good race pace and have to rely on qualifying pace to get them yes. higher pace slots? Yeah, uh, I think that's a fair point. And uh, one of the concerns was that people were just going to return to their natural positions in the race because it's like the first third of a Grand Prix. So Alonso's natural yeah, position is seventh or wherever he ended up. Well, no, because Alonso tried something different. Alonso went in with uh, went in hard with that, the softs, <laughs> hard with the softs. And, 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 and what was you know interesting, what I mean. and then what was interesting was the fact that everyone got free tire choice for the actual race, which yes, made no and sense. That's, that was my negative in that it's is that by doing that, it meant that everyone just reverted to type and went for the mediums, which was what I hoped wouldn't happen, but. But yeah, I just find that everyone starts on the same tyres. If they don't qualify well, they then you know you see George Russell going backwards and and that. But you know we we can't set up a we can't set up a, a session just to cater for George Russell. That's not <laughs> what it's all about. Uh, don't you know? we do that anyway? <laughs> don't yeah. we do that anyway? But then as well, you 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 say yeah, there's there's a chance that um, a lot of the initial overtaking from the race would then um, would then go back to you know where they would would end up being anyway. But then you also had Perez coming through. You had Sainz coming through and uh, out of position. You had Alonso powering through from the start and then getting into a good position, holding on to it at the end. And and then so he was technically out of position, starting where he didn't. And in the end, he managed to stay there. So uh, spoiler alert for the race. Um, but but yeah, so there's I think there's a, there's there's more positives than negatives. But I think overall, it's uh, it's something that that can be uh, can be adopted and can be good. Any, uh, um, yeah. any advice I, I actually, that? No, I actually liked it. I thought it was good fun. Um, it was nice to have another race start because um, mm. that was always fun. Um, and if it and just it was means... relentless as well, wasn't it? It was over before it started, yeah. it seemed. Yeah, which and then, good. which makes it that you don't... like The problem with the Grand Prix is sometimes they are a bit too long, and especially at 
Monaco and places, you know, where they are just DRS trains. That's where the problem comes. You just sat there, just and then you get Monza, which is just like over in a Monza, like over in a finger snap because it's so fast, yeah. and all the races are three hundred kilometers plus one lap. So it's uh, like Monza because Monza's so fast. It's over in about an hour and ten minutes nowadays, yeah. which is just and the crazy, same with uh, Bahrain. It is, well. yeah. The uh, the Monza sprint race is going to be mental because it's only going to be probably about ten laps. Oh no, sorry, it, it'll be more laps, but it's not going to be very long at all. Like because it's three hundred kilometers, it's hundred kilometers, but it'll be done in like twenty minutes. <laughs> so it's oh, going to really? be mental. Yeah. Which one's that one? Monza, Italy. Really fast oh, yeah. one. That'd be really. Should we really should we move on to the uh, to the race then? Yes. Yes. Okay. So uh, yeah, we've. Uh, I'll just do my two minute challenge then. My internet. It's the two minute challenge. Hamilton went side by side with Verstappen through turns two, three, and four off the start and looked to have the job done going into Brooklyn, but Verstappen held him off. He then got a great run through Cops side by side and with Verstappen, and then contact happens and Verstappen flies into the barriers. Debate coming up later on that. Uh, Leclerc then takes the lead and a red flag is thrown. Shortly after the restart, Hamilton is awarded a 10 second time penalty for his contact with Verstappen, which, promote, which prompts Mercedes to go to Plan B. Lap 15 and Yes, plan B. At the restart, Vettel spun while battling with Alonso and fell to the back and uh, a game of cat and mouse began as all, all the drivers decided to try and save tyres for a one-stop. Lap 15 and Leclerc reported an engine cutout problem, pulling Hamilton right up behind him and the issue appeared to sort itself out and Leclerc impressively pulled a two-second gap to Hamilton. Norris looking nailed on for third, or potentially better, then had a slow stop allowing Bottas to jump him, and a slow stop for Sainz after a great run put him also behind Ricardo in sixth, and Hamilton then served his penalty to come out just behind Norris. It took Hamilton two laps to clear Norris, and then set off after Bottas with 20 laps to go. Valtteri, it's James. Lap 40, and the inevitable order came through. Bottas was instructed to allow Lewis pass going into Stowe, and Lewis quickly pulled away. Ted laps to go in an eight-second gap, and Charles Leclerc, uh, gap to Charles Leclerc, and Hamilton was closing, closing, and then as they approached Cop's corner, the site of the first collision, my sky decided to crash. Apparently, Leclerc made a mistake and went wide, but I didn't see it. For the second time this season, Sky are a bunch of... Up their ass. Hamilton came home to win his 8th British Grand Prix and his 99th race in total, followed by Leclerc. Bottas finished third ahead of two McLarens and uh, and Sainz in the other Ferrari in sixth. Sonoda somehow got a point and Perez pitted to take the fast lap away from Hamilton at the death, which he did. But no point was awarded as Perez was 16th, so no points at all for Rebel. That was easy. Yeah, you were really advanced. You're really advanced. Yeah, um, I think it's because I, uh, because I, because I kind of, I've done it so close to the race, I haven't really had a chance to go through the race properly like I do normally. So, yeah, that was easy. I mean, to be um, fair, not a lot happened. Not a lot happened except for the beginning and lots the, happened, the but bit. yeah, lots happened, well, but not a lot happened. If that makes sense. Yeah, and the pits weren't that exciting and things. Anyway, yeah. come on then. What did happen deserves debate. So we'll we'll, we'll uh, go straight to the elephant so, in the room. Then the crash. So in the way of yeah, in the way of um, what's his chops and what's his chops, Toto and Christian. Let's have your prosecution. Those two just need to. Those who just need to screw and get over with. <laughs> <laughs> right. Have you have you not noticed that um, that 
uh, Susie Wolf is was wearing the exact same sort of suits that um, Jerry Halliwell normally wears. Oh no, Jerry Horner. Sorry. Yes, Jerry Horner. Uh, no, I didn't notice that because I'm not up on like nineties um, pop icon white fashion suit thing. Anyway. Trends. Anyway, I don't know why. Anyway, yes, Charlie, your, yes, your take on it. Live chat, live chat. Feel free to join in and give give your verdict, and we'll, uh, yeah. we'll read out. Well, your, George has uh, already your, started. Your George has already cool, started. I'll have a look at that in a sec. Racing instant. <laughs> anyway, go on, then, Charlie. Um, What's your take uh, on it? I think Lewis Hamilton was at fault. Um, I think he could definitely have. You could see it. He wasn't steering fully into the corner. He was definitely not fully committed to that move, and it just haven't paid the price for that. He wasn't, he wasn't steering fully into the corner because he wasn't able to because Verstappen was hitting his wheel that was turning. Verstappen was hitting his wheel or he was hitting Verstappen's wheel. That's, well, uh, that's, that's the debate, isn't that's it? That's the question, exactly. So I think, yeah, I think Hamilton was at fault. And uh, yeah, I think that was, if he was going to try such a move like that into cops on the inside, got to have more commitment than he did. So do you think the, the punishment was just or did he get away with it? Came back to win the race, so that does beg the question, eh? But that, that's but, irrelevant. That's irrelevant. Is the, pe- is the penalty? How is that fine? irrelevant? No, is the penalty, is is that the penalty right? No. Because you don't, you don't, you don't no. issue penalties retrospectively. You yeah, don't issue well, them retrospectively. You issue them at the time for the for the should. crime. And if you're able to, if you if you're able to, well, you're then just fixing results. It then becomes race fixing, which it is at the moment anyway, so, was, because Hamilton gets a ten second penalty, and you know still wins the race so it is still race recovers from it and then knocks someone and knocks his mate out yeah okay Mm. today you didn't answer my question charlie was it was it uh, was it uh, a valid was it valid penalty or not for an incident like that i'll probably be talking about something in the pits either a drive through or a stop stop goal penalty okay so you would have gone lighter no, no, drive through is about a twenty second penalty and obviously a pit lane penalty oh, would be a yeah. thirty second penalty effectively. Yeah, so I think they more. should have had a drive through. I can't quite understand why he was allowed a ten second why it was only a ten second. It was far too lenient. I think a drive through would have been more appropriate. Um okay. and because so, like but also you you finish someone's race on your own fault that is world champion. I don't know how these things work, but like the the, the incident with um, Russell and Signs was a lot less crucial and had the same and had a three point place grid penalty. That seems like a harder Which is penalty. Mm, it is well, a three Russell. place grid drop. Effectively, it's only. I mean, it's 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 kind of a, it's probably about the same penalty, really. A three place grid drop to a ten second race penalty. It's because it was investigated. Precisely. After the race. So you're saying there was, abso- so there was absolutely no reason why that should have. There was absolutely no reason why the Saints and Russell penalty couldn't be decided during the race. Your hair looks yeah. fine, Charlie. You can leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so I, can, like I can't. I can't see him. He's 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 all gone. He's all gone. Rub, um, still on. Oh, so I'm going to have Hello? to look at what he's doing on the oh. YouTube. Um, you never know. But yeah, I Hopefully. I just think it's. I think it needs to be a harsher penalty. I think you've just finished someone else's race. That you were. I mean, if that's the game now, I'd I'd play bumper cars every week if I was um, Hamilton, and take him out if it's only going to give me a 10 second penalty, which I know I'm going to get every single week. So let's play bumper cars every week and send him out. Like, I said it was deliberate. 
I'm not saying so it was deliberate, but it. I would make it deliberate now. Like, if I'm only going to get a 10-second penalty for a tap on the back wheel, uh, why would I not just do that all the time when I know I've got a faster car than anyone else's and I'm going to take my rival out every time? Uh, I, assume so, got, I assume we got penalty points on his license as well. I haven't seen because that. You, get, you probably would have got two points, I'd imagine. Yeah, I would imagine. So uh, you get a race ban eventually if you just get yeah. points. So. Yeah, all right. I, I didn't, realize, points, I didn't think there was any penalty points. Eight. There no, probably imagine, would be. Surely there must have, must I mean, if, if Norris got two for his on Perez, then I imagine yeah, exactly. Hamilton exactly. would have got at least two for that. If it's supposed to be a hard... If he doesn't get penalty points for it, given that it's been given as a penalty, then exactly. it shows the penalty system is completely not fit for purpose. Exactly. But for me, Hamilton yeah, had but... the run and he had the superior speed at the time. He was completely alongside Verstappen, uh, coming in towards the turn with a brilliant dummy to go onto the inside. He'd earned the right to be in that position, and so he was entitled to cars whip from Verstappen. And the wider you take a turn, the more speed you can carry through the turn. So with it being a right-hander, Verstappen was always going to carry more speed into the corner than Hamilton. So as a result of Hamilton taking a tighter line through the corner, he had to back off a little bit, which allowed Verstappen to pull slightly ahead, and then came across the front of him as he was approaching the apex. So then he turned into his path. Um, Hamilton was approaching the apex, but because Verstappen collided with his left front, it meant that his steering then got straightened up and gave the illusion of understeer and missing the corner apex. But it doesn't matter the fact that he didn't hit the apex. That's not a prerequisite for racing. You don't have to hit an apex. You take a line that best suits your car. Hence why Hamilton took a wider entrance to the entrance to the Wellington Strait slightly earlier before to get more speed down the track to attack at the apex of Brooklands a move that very nearly worked. And had Max allowed Hamilton slightly more space, they both would have made the corner. Max would have gone out wide. The stewards would have likely deemed Hamilton pushed him off the track and either given him a penalty or made Hamilton give the place back. Both drivers could have done more to avoid it, but neither were wholly at fault. So for me, it's a racing incident. But it wasn't a racing incident because although he pushed around, a racing incident is when you tap and you're both on the track. He was going across, Hamilton was going across in front of him. So that's not racing instant. That's not just cars being close together. That's Hang on. him coming Sorry, who was going? Verstappen went across. Verstappen went across the front of Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. So he Verstappen was going around. moved into Hamilton's he, line. Yeah. yeah. But Hamilton was like, "Oh, yeah." Hamilton was up front. the inside. Then he tapped him. Then he tapped him. Yeah. As he was going round. Yeah. yeah. But that yeah. that how's that a racing instant? If you're driving into someone, how's that a racing instant? Well, that's exactly a racing incident because two drivers collide. That's the definition of a racing incident. It's just whether there's blame or not, and there's no blame. I don't. I don't believe. All right, so but no the blame, day, no the claim. stewards, look, the, the stewards have deemed it as as a penalty for Hamilton. And stewards are um, idiots. although That's I don't goodness. think it should, uh, although I don't think it should be a penalty, I knew it would be because. You know, if they gave Norris a penalty and they gave Russell a penalty, then they were always going to give Hamilton a penalty for that. I don't think it should be. They're supposed to be giving first lap incidents more of a, so a lenient view and they're supposed to be letting them race to a degree. So I think the problem is every incident has to be dealt with individually with the result of the incident being irrelevant. And that wasn't the case because if if he'd have just made a slight contact with Verstappen, Verstappen goes wide and then cuts back onto the track. Yeah, so if, if he'd have made contact with Verstappen, Verstappen has a little twitch, goes off track and then comes back on, then Hamilton just has, has to give the place up and that's it. There's no real penalty. So the fact that Verstappen has then gone into the wall, that's the reason they've given the penalty, which for me doesn't really sit right. Because if you, if you do something wrong, like to make a small error then you know, it's, it's like if you make a very small error and you don't hit anyone, 
or you don't doesn't cause you any it doesn't cause anyone else any problems then you you don't yeah. get a penalty for that which you know sometimes it's part of me thinks is wrong so if you you know if you if you hit another car and that car doesn't crash and you both carry on they just allow it to you know they just see oh well that's fine no one got no I one got any benefit mean. from it but it's still he still hit the car so i think you know that if it's a if it's a penalty it's a penalty it shouldn't matter. It's it's the same. It's the same thing with like with football. If like if you if you foul someone in a penalty area, then they don't give a penalty. But if you do it in a box, they'll award a free kick, and that's for me that's wrong. And it's the same thing with Formula One. But anyway, that's my take on it. Is there any more? What have we got in the chat? Who's who said what in the chat? There's a lot of interesting. Is comments there a lot? In the God, chat. Do you want to give us a rundown, Charlie? What people have said. Well, there's the Spaniard is quite riled up. Very <laughs> as he said, shock Disqualification was appropriate. Or expulsion from the entire sport, even. <laughs> Keep dreaming, boy. He also says, I love Charlie, so that is... He says, I love Charlie, George. so that is... That, that's what you've, you've suddenly decided. I love Charlie, that's yeah. the whole thing. That's Sue Lewis for attempted murder. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> One thing I know is like the people that hate Hamilton are just saying, uh, "God, it was the most disgusting thing ever." And then the Hamilton fans are saying, "Well, it's probably a racing incident." They're kind of no one's saying Hamilton was not at fault. So, you know, they're, they're saying there's there's equal blame, or people are saying Hamilton should be hung, drawn, and quartered. No, no, no. What they are saying is, no, they they are saying it's equal. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the 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 Hamilton fans are saying it's no one's fault, or it's both of their faults, and then the. Uh, and then the Hamilton haters or the people that disagree with that viewpoint are saying Hamilton should be banned or shot or whatever. I just find it, I just find that that um, that kind of dynamic quite funny personally. We've got someone else talking about the in, the Instagram post from uh, Vice I, mean, yeah. I don't know if any of you saw it, but he was very critical. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll just see if I can find it. He's very critical of Lewis Hamilton and in particular his celebrations afterwards. Hold on a second. Give me two seconds. I'll find it. Well, we won the race. He's allowed to celebrate. Yeah, yeah, do you see that? Right, hold on. Yeah, that was an interesting. Um, I saw that as well. That yeah, it was. Here he says, he says, the, um, the disrespectfulness of. Uh, he says, of watching the, the celebrations after the race while still in hospital is disrespectful and unsportsmanlike behaviour. But we move on. He said. Hmm. Yeah, but he 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 he'd he asked the red flag if everything was okay, and they said, "Yeah, Max is fine. He's just being checked out, but everything's all right." So, as far as he was concerned, it was just a, an accident. You know, he's is is something that's happened on track. He's paid a penalty for it. And that was it. I don't see a major problem with his celebration. Neither do I, to be honest. It's just, uh-huh. It hurts because, you know, he's he's had an accident. He's taken a big hit in the championship and and he sees his rival celebrating. Of course, it's going to hurt. I'm sure, I'm sure, like, Mac, I'm sure Hamilton found it difficult to see Perez celebrating when he won the Baku Grand Prix. Yeah, exactly. You know, but it's, it's and, I, and that's not even a championship rival. So, you know, of course, it's going to hurt, but I don't no, see a problem with his celebrations. but. Probably something he will come to question uh, in retrospect. Yeah, I, think. I do think that's slightly ATT. I, 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 I hope that Hamilton just stays quiet and doesn't make it say anything because I think you're just gonna he's gonna add fuel to any fire. I'm sure he will. He knows. To be honest, he'll see. You know, he'll see it as a positive for his championship charge because uh, he's now got Max riled, yeah. um, and he's ta- he's paid the penalty and still won the race. Which, to be honest, you can't take away from the performance of the race. It was. Uh, 
it was a stunning performance after that. You take away that, you know, even if you say that that is a penalty, um, which, you know, for, you know, you guys are saying, you know, I'm out number two to one and the chat generally is saying uh, saying it's Hamilton's fault as well. So you, you will say the penalty is Hamilton's fault. Um, you take that out and he's he's given a, a, an absolutely astonishing, incredible race day. He's driven a great race, I think, to come back from where he was and to still win the race from that. Charles Leclerc had the pace on him, and I I couldn't see a scenario where Hamilton yeah. came out on top, but he managed. No, to. like, yeah, I think it. I don't think it was a racing incident. Personally, I think it is what it was. But I think we're bored of all this chat already, so let's move on to something else. Because I think we're. Yeah, I already had moved on. I was talking about Hamilton's performance. I don't in general. care. No, you're talking it, about so. Hamilton. I'm bored of talking about Hamilton. And but I, I, the, sorry, the one thing I did love the uh, drivers driver of the day. Uh, with Hamilton came second and Verstappen came third. I don't know how. Yeah. Oh, do it third like, again. I what? thought Verstappen was second last time I checked. Uh, yeah, Verstappen. No, he Hamilton. Yeah, second, no. For, for doing for doing two thirds of a of a racing lap, yeah. which for me just you, you know I know like uh, I know podcasting is uh, is very fan driven, but it just shows how. How idiotic fans are sometimes <laughs> when they vote for driver of the day. Yay! Let's abuse our fans. Two thirds of a lap. <laughs> Only ones who voted for Max Verstappen for driver of the day. Sorry, name I've one person. Name one person who's circuit. ever voted. <laughs> have you ever voted? I've never I've voted. Kriani, you've ever voted? Right, yeah. anyone on chat? Have you no. ever voted? I guarantee no one's voted. Uh, doesn't doesn't look like it. Yes. No one's gonna. Yeah. No one's gonna vote it ever no. on those things. So I don't know who, which three people are voting, but someone must do. Um, the whole of Holland. Whole <laughs> of Holland's just there. Like, like, the hey. Whole of Holland are voting. Um, yeah. Anyway, so what about um, what what about if we will kind of work backwards? This. What about Bottas then? He's obviously come third in the race. Poor performance, I thought. Who? What's your thoughts? Who? Bottas, exactly. Who? 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 I mean, that, yeah. Bottas was also in the race. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah, no, I agree. Poor performance. Here. You know, Hamilton was on a 10 second time penalty, and even then, he still managed to beat Bottas in identical machinery. I mean, what more can you say? Yeah, do I mean, over a race distance, he's finished 20 seconds ahead of um, Bottas if you take the penalty away. Yeah, exactly. Which is which is pretty mental, really. No, it's, it's not good at all. And then, like, to, for, for tyres that are similar life to your teammates, to have that much pace deficit to his teammate coming through, yeah. couldn't get past Norris. Um, was lucky to to jump Norris in the stops. For me, I think potentially if if it hadn't been for that slow pit stop for McLaren, Norris beats Bottas. Norris doesn't allow Hamilton through so easily, and Leclerc wins the race. In I think Bot yeah. I think Hamilton That's hasn't got the pace. Hamilton would have ended up in fourth. The, the the final four would have stayed as the final four, no matter what. Whether you don't think that if 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 Norris had been the head of Bottas, then he wouldn't have allowed Hamilton through quite so easily, given that he was in second yeah. place. Yeah, I agree with that. I hadn't thought of that. But yeah, yeah, I still think... I, suppose that is, that is what I still happen. think, okay, he might have got a third, but I think that would have been scraping it anyway. I think he, he had the pace on Bottas. I uh, didn't see anything for Bottas that saw that he was yeah. he was going to go ahead <clears> of him, <throat> to be honest, in the race. But good from Ricardo though. He was... Uh, what was he? Why is I this mean, good for Ricardo? I don't understand... Why it's good for Ricardo? Go on. Well, he's uh, he's he's finished one place behind his teammate, so he's yeah, just and he's his the teammate, experienced driver. He's better. 
He's still, he's still, do not he's, say he's still he, getting to grips with Carl. We are halfway through the season. No, that's not what I'm saying. What what I'm saying is that he's he's closer to Norris. I mean, he still finished like 15 seconds behind Norris. With oh Norris yeah, that close pit stop. But but still, <laughs> there's you know, no still. He should be up there. Team, he should be up there every week. Opposed, he's finishing one place behind his teammate instead 15 of 15 seconds behind him. Sorry, you're the one that always goes on about how Alex Albon ended up. 14 seconds, four seconds or whatever it was behind his teammate every race. And the one that was always about Bottas ending up so many seconds behind Hamilton and being like, yeah. oh yeah. No, I'd say that Alex Albon Ricardo... was on average half a second a lap. Yeah, so on average, Bottas, uh, on average, Albon was half a second a lap off Verstappen on, on race pace and was often lapped by him. That's 15 seconds. Ricardo was lapped by Norris in Monaco and he's yeah. finished 15 seconds behind him in this race. Well That's done. an improvement. I'm saying he's improving. I'm not saying that he's the finished article yet because he isn't. Just that car's incredibly yeah. difficult to drive. So I just think that generally it's I mean it's good for McLaren in that they got 22 points. Unfortunately, with Leclerc in second and Sainz in sixth, that's still a net loss to Ferrari because Ferrari yeah. had such a good race. But at least they've they've kept that third place. And Norris is back up to third in the championship again because of Perez's poor performance. Yeah, which is interesting. I just he won't yeah. stay there. Perez and Bottas will pass him, but... Um, Do you yeah, think? Sainz, unlucky. Like, you say this, and yet he's Mr. Consistent at the moment. He is, yeah. He's being consistent, but both the Keep Red bashing and the, in the, and the Mercedes have... Keep bashing in the fourth. Yeah, I mean, the, other two, the, the other two fight it out. Bottas to... and Perez fighting it out. And if he keeps going in the fourths, we seem to be getting some yeah, decent it... pointage. He's going to... It's very unlikely he's going to stay there. I'm not saying he won't, but it's very unlikely he's going to stay there. But it's, if he does, then fantastic. Obviously, I want him to. But yeah, science slow pit stop. Good race up to that point. Um, that lost him. He would have been ahead of Ricardo had it not been for that. So you yeah. put that in your in your anti Ricardo <laughs> bag as well while you're there. Uh, Alonso, go on, we got to talk Let about Alonso. Let me just cause... open the anti Ricardo bag. We got to talk <laughs> about Alonso with Bez in the chat. Who? Hey. Alonso. Who? He had a good race. He had a good race. Yeah, it was a shame at the start. in a French car. Go again, Charlie. Um, yeah, just at the start. I mean, we all know that Alonso loves his starts, but he got sandwiched in and he wasn't able to make any use of his good of an otherwise good start. So he probably could have done better than he possibly did um, mm. if he had managed to take full advantage of that start. And he did manage to make contact with his teammates. So. Yeah, well, he's uh, he started seventh in the end, so he's finished where he started which i know with Verstappen dropping out is probably a a net loss but um the ferrari was always going to go past him he stayed ahead of the aston martins beat his teammate uh he's beaten the alfa tories yeah solid solid what i'd love to see is alonso on softs on that start if he was on the softs on that start well it would have been the same as a sprint probably wouldn't it yeah that's what I'm saying. Can you imagine if he ended up in the, in, on softs at the start, he would have been flying and we would have been a lot further up. He would have been a lot further up. Yeah, he and... then would have. I think he then would have had an extra stop to take, though, because he wouldn't have been able to make the soft tyres last long enough. So he would have ended up dropping out of the points if he'd have done that. It would have been great. It would have been box office to watch. But I think overall it wouldn't have been good. It would have been interesting seeing Alonso mixing with Hamilton and Verstappen at the front there. He's obviously got that car's of got some huge acceleration, and I think that looking at it, I think that's where Ocon has got his points and place from is the acceleration of that car, of getting off fast and moving up. 
I can't say I've ever noticed that. But that's what uh, I'm just thinking. But yeah, it's I'm, interesting, interesting point. I just wonder if it is that that's that's where it's got it's got the acceleration of getting out of those corners. It doesn't have the greatest touch speed and it doesn't have the greatest braking, but if it has the acceleration to just rack it up out of those corners, that's where that's why Ocon was doing so well. And I think he's just I don't know where did Ocon end up again. I don't even know if he was in the race. That's what I mean. I didn't see him in the race. Ninth in the end. He got a couple of points. Great. Just ahead of Lance Stroll. I didn't see them in the race at all. But Lance Auto Stroll did well, 10. didn't he? Even though we never saw them. I think yeah, they were having I a mean, bad Yeah, day. he's... Yeah, he's... He was... I, I remember seeing him once in the race. He was fighting... Was, maybe was it with Raikkonen or someone? I can't remember now. Uh, yeah. But yeah, another. I mean, to be honest, the, the focus was on the front for a lot of the race, so they didn't show an awful lot. But that's another thing. Like they don't tend to put a lot of focus on what happens at the back. Do we know what happened with Perez yet? Did he get a penalty for punting Raikkonen off? Anyone hear that? I haven't heard um, it. Not sure. Stand by. Yeah, we're, we're, no, I mean, it's here we are. Let's all go googling. Sixteenth anyway. Yeah, no, he finished 16th anyway, so it doesn't make any difference. But I mean, poor performance from Perez. I, Starting on the hards, I could see what they were trying to do, but he just it just didn't work. He just never got anywhere. He got into the points once and then made an extra pit stop. He stopped really early. He was never. Why would he? Why you stop so early when you're on hards? Just seems almost the pointless, was, most pointless thing yeah, to be doing. That's what I mean. And especially Perez that goes long. I reckon that car had hmm. a fault on it still. Uh, no penalties for Perez or I reckon. Well, again, this thing—they never—they never seem to give penalties to the people in the in the in the middle or the back of the field. It's always the people at the front yeah, they give penalties to. No, who they're giving penalties to are the people that they're watch that we're watching. So George mm. Russell will always get penalties. Landon Norris will because the English audience are the bigger ones, and we're the ones watching. <laughs> you know, so you're probably right. To you be know, honest. it's it's like Eurovision, except the other way round. Ugh. They give points and penalties here. They don't give any points in Eurovision. You know, it's backwards Eurovision. That's what this is. Uh, mm. So, Sonoda finished ahead of his teammate. Shocking. Yeah, Gasly didn't have a great race. Again, yeah. no idea where Gasly ended up. Not a clue. Yeah, he finished finished three seconds behind Sonoda. Did he take an extra pit stop? I don't know. I think maybe he took. I feel like he took an extra pit stop. I don't know. I haven't got that. <laughs> this is the problem the with. Uh, the this is the problem we're we're finding at the moment. Obviously, did you watch the Sky coverage? Uh, most of it, but the end of the race was on Channel Four because my Sky dropped out. But like, are we like? Obviously, the video director's choosing it, and that's per company. But I feel like we're losing a lot of the race at the moment, and we're looking at. Uh, well, the. The feed is the worldwide That's what I'm feed. saying. The worldwide Every feed. Every broadcaster yeah. has the same feed. But I feel like Liberty or whoever's directing that is... We're losing a lot of the midfield stuff where we're just like, we've got no idea what really happened to them. Like, you, you, if you yeah. went through the the thing, um, the, the lineup, I think you'd, t- you'd work out where the first seven places are. But I couldn't tell you who's an eighth, ninth, tenth. I don't know who's anything. Yeah, we, we that. got a lot of that last year because because Mercedes generally were running away with the races. So yeah. we got a lot of the midfield battle last year, but this year we're getting a lot more of the front action. Yeah. Um, but I just think we we need to see more of that midfield action because it's just as interesting as what's happening up front. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. Last year, last year. I think that's that. sort of part of the this... problem is that Sorry. we're now back on the front and we're just missing everything else apart from the top two that bless them we don't mm. really care about in some ways. It's not that that's not where the race is at. It's never been at that, apart from today, where the first lap. But normally, once they leave the first two laps, 
you, the race doesn't isn't there. But I feel like we're mi- we're missing a lot of the midfields, a lot of the understanding of to what anyone else is doing, and then even but even the commentators are as well. They're, they're like it's you know you hear them just going, "How does Stroll get there?" Like that was like he, mm. they said that two or three times. How they don't seem to be on it as they don't seem to be on it as much at the moment. They're not following those battles. They're just focusing on what they're seeing, which is a bit disappointing, really. Yeah. But yeah, but uh, Nikita Mazepin beat his teammate. That might be the first time. Yeah, and he spun. What happened that to Schumacher? I don't know. I mean, Mazepin spun in the um, in the sprint. Oh, did he? Not, I thought he spun in this one as well. No, it was Raikkonen that oh, spun. Raikkonen spun. But that was. I mean, the their cars looked so like. Why is Alfa Romeo staying in this? Mm. That was something else. Why are Alfa Romeo? Yeah, staying I was in this? wrong. I was wrong. No, about I was that. wrong as well. I thought Alfa were going. Yeah. I don't get why they would stay. I don't get why they would stay. Yeah. Like it's not doing anything. But they signed a multi-year deal. Yeah, but it's still not. It's not making anything of that. Like it's not the the race on Saturday, Sunday buy on Monday thing because no one's buying an Alfa Romeo full, full stop anyway and they're certainly not buying it because Kimi Raikkonen and Giovinazzi are <laughs> racing around in them like yeah I mean Ferrari own the brand obviously so they obviously see some value in Alfa still being in the sport don't know it, it, again they're just boring I just really hope that this you know they either pump some money into this outfit now and they actually go for it and they sign some energetic drivers that are going to better the sport rather than cut to Raikkonen and Giovinazzi cut to Raikkonen and Giovinazzi doing it for season 2022 (laughs) I felt physically sick when I saw a notification come up on my phone and it said Alfa Romeo announced multi-year deal for and I was like don't be multi-year deal for Raikkonen for God's (laughs) sake but no it was obviously just for Alfa Romeo but I can uh, um, yeah no I was what was interesting was the guys in um the commentators i think it was after the race talking about who's going to go into williams i was like well the tv's definitely not leaving williams because there's more money than cents in that thick car and he, no one else is going to yeah. take his seat give him a seat and uh and uh russell well he's either off to mercedes and they were like oh yeah there's talk of the hulk or um jensen button Can i was like have... what no not jensen button that's what, what, that's what they were talking about. Generally, that's what they were talking about. Button's an ambassador for the team. I know there's talk about Kvyat. Kvyat. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that's what I've seen. Yeah. I, I would like to see him yeah, against Verstappen. Oh, no, wait. There'll still be Williams and will still be at the back. Um, yeah. No, I just... Another uninspiring choice, to be honest. Both of those would be This is the problem with having your missus now really into Formula 1. I have to keep up with all the gossip as well. I didn't realise that Max Verstappen had stolen Kvyat's missus and is currently raising yep. Kvyat's child. And and his drive. <laughs> yeah. He stole his drive and his missus. I mean, <laughs> like, this is the problem. I have to keep up with this, that stuff now. Like, I get told this stuff. And I was like, what? I didn't know that. And she she's obsessed with some Italian presenter at the moment. Like, Francesca. Okay. Maybe- anyway. anyway. Maybe she should come on the show. I'm trying to make her come on the show. She just doesn't seem to... No, no, I keep trying. I keep going, you should come on. You should come on. I'm going to make her come on. She get, should get her on for one show. Maybe like during the summer break, when there's no racing, we can just like talk about the drivers and their girlfriends and <laughs> who's shagging who. And... <laughs> the girly sessions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we can call it the girly podcast. Oh, that's... 
we're not sexist at all but no no not at all <laughs> but let's be honest we don't care about that stuff no that's generally generally the kind of thing that laura likes and just women in general <laughs> definitely getting cancelled by our few women listeners do you reckon we've got any women listeners apart from the missus we 25 percent female apparently our, really? uh, our relationship so i'm quite on, is that my last, is yeah, that because of my standing good looks is that what it is i think on so my... yeah Definitely. Oh, Charlie's Scottish. Scottish. Yeah, Charlie. 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 Charlie brings. Charlie brings all the girls yeah. to the yard. Charlie brings the girls <laughs> to the yard, doesn't he? Yeah. He's got some milkshake there, Charlie. Why well, can I say it? Oh dear, that's you're not going right. to get that reference, are you? Laura says he'll oh, no, she'll no, do no. it if Emily goes on. We're going to have okay. girly sessions. I'll speak to her. See if I'll, I'll see if Emily. Wants We're going to have to have a girly right. sessions. Great. Um, so we could talk about Max Verstappen's race, but we kind of already <laughs> have done. And yep, done. That's yeah. it. Are you are you going are Should you going honest, Nor- are you just... going all good talking talking and going through the going through the field? No, I just I kind of just I mean we've got some talking points written down here, but we kind of covered most of them off already. So I was kind of working through the field gradually, yeah, up. but just kind of loosely. Um, what do we loosely, think about yeah. having the fans back at Silverstone? Well, it's it's great visually, um, but as as Emily said when we were watching it, oh look at all those fans ruining our wedding. <laughs> Oh yeah, what are you up to? We're on a thousand one hundred forty-seven today. Oh, I haven't checked the figures today. All right, probably probably fifty thousand, something like that. Fifty thousand cases. <laughs> I, but, yeah, the stag's becoming more and more impossible. Yeah, I'm yeah. But the numbers are still like you know. I think we we've, we've our worst day has been sixty odd deaths. Yeah. Which is you know when you got fifty thousand cases, that's really really low. I know it's hard to yeah. And I'm I can double jab now. Ones. I'm double jabbed now. Don't you can oh, see lucky that you. Lucky you. I oh. can't even... I tried to be single. I had to... I wanted the single jab. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I rang up our pharmacy because they were doing all the single... Pharm- this is really boring for anyone, but I was doing all the single jab for the pharmacy. And then I was like... Uh, and then they re- didn't ring me back, but said they did. And I was like, uh, yeah, I've got no calls from you. And like, yeah, your phone didn't go uh, through, so you're not getting the single jab. Yeah. I was like, darn you. Um, so if they keep offering me the double jab, I'm like, nope, because that's not going to work in time. So I'm trying to fight for a single jab at the moment so I can oh, come okay. over. Well, the Johnson Johnson one. Yeah, so that I can come over. So I've got to get the single jab in the next week and a half. Don't mm. know how that's going to work, but we'll see. So cool. I can come over for the stag. But it's more than a week and a half away. It's a month away. No, but I have to have them 14 days uh, post that to get my passport. Uh, this is the thing. So we'll see. What's your jab status, for... Charlie? Oh, he's 15. Nothing, yet. <laughs> nothing at all. I mean, he's a child. He's immune still. <laughs> that's true. That's that's the real... Yeah. Oh, or he's Scottish, which means he's also probably immune. Yeah. They've got tough skin exactly, up there. Exactly, the Scots. Uh, yeah, don't, don't bother wasting them off. So, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> at least that's what the SNP would have you believe, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, should we should we talk? Oh, going political, that. Should we get back onto motor racing? I think that's should a good we, idea. Uh, yeah. Before we go too much further here, yeah. <laughs> should we talk driver of the day? Driver of the day. Okay. Uh, who wants to go first? Who do we think? I vote uh, Max Verstappen. Damn it! Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. No. no. Not Max Verstappen. I think I think we should make it a rule that you can only choose driver of the day if they finish the race. Or do, or do something. At, at least yeah, seven, do most do of the at least seventy five percent of the race. Get classified. Yeah, that's gotta be. Do yeah, get classified. <laughs> you can't be driver of the day without finishing the race. Yeah. <laughs> Who do I think is driver of the day? 
Right, you can't have Max or Hamilton, let's be honest, because even if Hamilton was driver of the day, he'd be dick of the day as well. So, swings and roundabouts on that one. So... Leclerc, then? And we've... Uh, huh? Leclerc? Leclerc. Yeah. I think you're wow. dead right. I think you're dead right. I think it's Leclerc or Norris. And I think you've got to go with Leclerc. Yeah, I would say. So, my take yeah. on it, uh, I, I have thought about this beforehand. Uh, generally, and you can listen back to previous shows, I don't give driver of the day to people that make mistakes that cost them positions. So, Hamilton, he's got a penalty. You, he, he has to be ruled out because he's got a penalty, despite yeah, the fact that's that what he, we're agreeing. Yeah. he did that. Uh, Leclerc, he made a mistake to let Hamilton through. I couldn't see a scenario where Hamilton got past him, but he, he gave too much space and then he went onto the marbles, went wide. So I don't think he can get driver today because he threw away the race win. He he should have been able to He keep. didn't. He didn't. There, there is no way that Ferrari can cope with that Merck. I, I, he was only seven tenths yeah, of no a way. second. I thought he was going through he was only seven tenths of a second a lap and quicker. Jeremy had to be more than a second a lap quicker to go through at Silverstone. Hang on. So what he did was what he did was less painful than what Norris did what the did other he, week. Well, yeah, but which was let him through. Just drive past. There you go. Well, darling. well, yeah, because Norris wasn't. Yeah, okay, he threw it away. Point. He threw it away. Yeah, he, I agree with that. What I'm saying that. is he made a mistake. It was where I error. can see where this is going. I can see where this is going. Go on. Go on. Keep going, Tom. Keep going. I know where this is going. Go on. Well, it's not Bottas. Go clearly, on. Because Bottas keep, didn't have keep the Keep going. Keep going. So yeah, I know where this is going. Who was next? Keep Lando going. Norris? What, what, going. what did Lando yeah. Norris do in the race? Nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong. He should have got a podium. <laughs> so, hang on. <laughs> he, <laughs> so, he, you're claiming... He, hang on. He kept hang on. Hang on. He did nothing wrong yep. apart from apart from letting Hamilton through at, at one point. Uh, Hamilton was a quicker car. Right. So, was the... How can you say that? that point. For me, right, so no, no. He, he kept Bottas behind him comfortably for the majority of the race and then for Look, no, I love Norris, but he was not no, driver of the day. No fault of I love own. Norris, but he was not driver of the day. You cannot be driver of the day for just having a steady race. That is not how it works. He had a great race. If you're going, hang on. If you're going to give anyone drive of the day, it should be Alonso. And I never would say that. But at least he made an effort. He changed. He I chased was about it up. to say we have to at like, least mention Alonso. So, so like it's either Alonso or Leclerc, and it's up to Charlie really because it's never going no, to be Norris we'll, unless Charlie said so, we'll, and then we'd have to. Find we'll him. go with Leclerc. I'm fine with that. I just think that he has to be in the conversation, Lando Norris, personally, because of uh, because of that. Like, not for just driving around in circles doing nothing well, that's what everyone does. and in, and and then having and then having a shit pit stop as well doesn't help so well that wasn't his fault anyway you know. we'll give it to Char- yeah, but- we'll give it to Charles Leclerc then that's fine who's our dick of the day um right dick of the day any nominations i've got one uh, i think we all have one <laughs> i love that Laura <laughs> wants Perez to be driver of the day purely for stealing the point from <laughs> from <laughs> Yeah, but look at his race. The fastest lap. Terrible. Two pit stops. <laughs> never really challenging the point scorers at all. He was. He had a bad race. I know, but it quite made me yeah. laugh. That's quite. Yeah, good. It's, it's a good comment. Definitely, I like that. No, my my nomination for Dick of the Day um, is the Formula One fans for voting for Max Verstappen for Driver of the Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Dick of the Day vote. Um, who's my Dick of the Day? Um, I mean, to be honest. It could. I mean, the problem is, is that it's it's either Perez or well, like, you could go with Hamilton because that's the obvious one. 
Is that too obvious? Yeah, again, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> again, it's it's not really. Yeah, yeah. Charlie's gone obvious there. Yeah, um, it's not so much obvious. But he he's he he's made a. He, but was he a dick? No, I don't know if he was a dick. I don't think he was. I think it was it was a. I got it. But was it a dick? Helmut Marko for dick. trying to say God. that Hamilton should be banned from Formula One, banned from the championship. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, no, because I think my wife would kill me because I think she wants them banned and, and my best mate. Currently, my wife and my best mate. Currently, my wife and my best mate both want Hamilton banned. So I can't vote for oh, that. That's fine. You don't have to. Me and Charlie can vote for it and then we'll get it on majority. I think it's Helmut Marko <laughs> or Christian Horner or F1 fans. How's Christian Horner involved in Christian this? Horner. No. It's a hollow victory for Lewis. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? Toto Wolf. Have you checked your emails? Uh, no, I don't check my emails. Well, you should check your emails. Like, I didn't see that bit. Fuck off, Toto. I didn't see that Oh, bit. did you? That was yeah, one of these like... new FIA radio things they were showing you. Talk yeah, he was, the... he was on the... Michael uh, What's his name? The FIA guy. Michael Massey. Yeah. What's the... Michael Massey. He was like, Toto, uh, Toto was on to Michael Massey. Have you checked your emails? It was like, no, no, I don't check my emails during the race, Toto. And then uh, Toto was like, you should check your emails right now because there's there's something about rules in there. Yeah, <laughs> so, he sent a diagram. He said he sent a diagram through which showed why Halton didn't need a penalty. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I would love to see that diagram. Little yeah, drawing. Oh, is, it, is, it is it Toto Wolf? Here. Is it Toto Wolf? Yeah, Toto, yeah. <laughs> If you go on, uh, <laughs> if you go on uh, motorsport.com on uh, Instagram, they had a really funny uh, thing about Lewis. You see that after the race. Oh, uh, brilliant. They had, a, they had some uh, funny suggestions my... for what the email could have included. Oh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, um, yeah, I think Toto Wolf then. Should we go Toto Wolf? <laughs> we just do Toto Wolf's dick of the day. Oh, I think no. it was quite dickish the way he then, I think, like, you can understand why Thingy Bob was angry, um, why. Uh, Christian was angry. You couldn't understand why he was angry at all, and <laughs> just the way he was storming up and down as well. I love the fact that they were just like, like oh, they, they were just um, constantly going on at Michael Massey about about things to do with that. But at the end of the day, it's the stewards <laughs> that pick the, the that pick the penalties. Massey has yeah. nothing to do with it. He just refers them to the stewards. I, I do like uh, Christian Horner. Christian Horner. Uh, hi, Michael. Do you have a minute? <laughs> yes, Christian. And I just laid into him. It's just like. Oh, wow, I bet you wish you didn't say yes, Kim. Like, oh, dear. So, you have a minute. Oh, like, no, no, nothing. We're red flag, mate. I've got nothing else better to do. Yeah. Carry on. Predictions. Right, so predictions-wise, um, did you know, did you notice when you put your predictions in, Carl, that you picked exactly the same as me, apart from you went for Mazapan for first retirement and I went for Giovinazzi? I didn't even look at the picture you sent me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went for Hamilton win, Verstappen fastest lap, sixth place for Sainz and Giovinazzi first retirement. Charlie went for Verstappen win, Hamilton fastest lap, Sainz in eighth and Alonso first retirement. So no points for Charlie. But we got two each for the same Hang thing. On. We got two, yeah. yeah. We got Hamilton for the Sainz. win and Sainz finishing. So we, uh, yeah, that's, I was quite excited. That's matched our best result. Yeah, that is my best result. Yeah, I've only ever had ones. That's your second two pointer, and that puts us and the guest predictor all on seven points. Three way tie. Shocking. 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 Absolutely shocking. Um, sorry, did we agree that Toto Wolf was dick of the day? Yeah, I think we random. did, didn't we? I guess for Charlie, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Right, Toto Wolf dick of the day. <laughs> I, Fantastic. I think that was the. That was the one that we can all agree on. Yeah, it was being I think quite so. Yeah. yeah. 
So standings wise, that brings stuff a lot closer together now. Uh, we've got Max Verstappen obviously still leads the championship, 185 points to 177 now from from Lewis Hamilton. 113 points, my boy, back up in uh, in third. 113 points there. Bottas just five points behind Norris now in fourth. Uh, and then we've got another four points back, Sergio Perez with a zero score there. Charles Leclerc uh, pulls clear of Carlos Sainz with 80 points. Carlos Sainz now 68 points. Ricardo 50. And then uh, Pierre Gasly 39. And Sebastian Vettel rounds out the top 10 with 30 points. And then in the Constructors' Championship, it's so close now. 289 points for Red Bull with Mercedes 285, just the four points between them. McLaren lose ground to Ferrari, but still remain third with 163 to Ferrari's 148. And then 99 points back, it's AlphaTauri with 49, Aston Martin with 48, Alpine 40. That's a really tight battle. So the uh, the fifth, sixth, so seventh. There's a t- so there's, there's definitely a battle for one, two. There's a battle for three, four, yeah. and then five, five six, six, seven. And seven yeah, and then we've got the battle for eight, nine, ten. And then a battle. <laughs> no change there. Alfa Romeo, <laughs> zero, zero, zero. two points. Williams and Ferrari, still nothing. As in Haas, Ferrari, sorry, still nothing. So that's the standings. And that's the Formula One, I think. We did it. And it's taken us Yay. about an hour. Yeah. Shocking. Um, Shocking. So next up, it's the Hungara Ring is next up. And then we have the summer break before we go to Spa. Yay. So that's going to be interesting. Um, so that's a three-week gap, isn't it? That's yeah. Right. Um, do we know, what do we think about the Hungarian ring? I think it's so it's the Hamilton track. He's won there eight times already. Um, it's yeah. They seem to be better in the corners. Um, Red Bull. So it's yeah. there's a chance there, but Hamilton's so strong at that track. It's going to be it's going to be tight. I think I think Mercedes are going to just about have the edge. But then when we come back from the summer, it's going to be it's going to be Red Bulls uh, for the, for the end of the season, which is going to be great because um, I, I just want this to be close. You know, I don't I don't mind Verstappen winning the championship. Mm-hmm. I don't mind Hamilton winning the championship. I just want it to go down to the last race or at least you know the penultimate race. You know, just yeah. Yeah. just see a, a tight. I want it to ebb and flow. The lead to keep changing hands. Things like this happening. You know, not so much people yeah. crashing out of races, but you know, people to have uh, people to make mistakes and for big championship swings to happen. I don't want someone to be 40, 50 points up the road. It's, it's great yeah. that we're going to go into the summer break and the likelihood is there's not going to be a, a, a race victory between first and second in the championship going into the summer break, which is yeah. great. We're almost halfway there and, uh, and we've got a great battle. Eight points up the top there. It's great. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So if we, we shall see next, what happens in shall... the battle. Yeah. So we'll, I think we move on to the Formula E now. Carl, are you going to stick around or are you going to log off? Because you haven't watched No, them, I'm going to go. I'm working at Stuart Clock in the morning. Cool. And I haven't even watched them. So I just sit there and just be like. Yeah. Well, it's great to have you for sure part of a podcast anyway. So um, thank you for that. And sorry, Laura, yeah, Laura right. can stop, with, with, Laura with can stop spamming oh, yeah. the chat now with like 60 comments or something. And, well, bless her. She's standing because no one, else, everyone else has stopped. Yeah. So she, she's gone. So she's just carrying on. Anyway, right. Uh, speak to you guys later. Bye, Carl. And I shall. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you too. Bye, Charlie. Bye. Cool. Now the square's gone. Okay. Let's uh, 
get on with the uh, <laughs> Formula E. So yeah, uh, I, I guess I'll I'll hand over to you for the Formula E. We had uh, a couple of races. It was last week, but we uh, we didn't do a podcast last week. So uh, again, we couldn't couldn't find a time where all three of us could get together, or both of us. So uh, yeah, I'll hand over to you then. Do you want a sound effect, or are you happy? Do you want to just go through it without? Up to you. Sound effects probably better. Right? Yeah, go for it. Have you got two separate reviews? Yeah. Yeah, two separate. Okay, right. Your time starts after this. A minute, minute each. Yep. There's two minutes for one minute. Yeah. Alex Lynn was the first victim of the usual Formula E chaos at the start of round 10 of the 2021 Formula E Championship. There was more contact into the Manhattan hairpin before the car settled in for 45 minutes plus one lap of racing. More bad luck struck for Lynn as he was spun out as he was spun around by an out of control Pascal Verlain, who was forced to retire after suspension broke. In the midst of all this battling, tragedy struck and Mitch Evans was out of the race with a mechanical. The incident was quickly cleared, and racing was back underway after a short virtual safety car. In the middle of the field, we saw Dennis making some daring moves up the order, including past Sims, which left the Brit out to dry, and he dropped down the order like a stone. But it was all in vain, however, as shortly afterwards, he ground to a halt at the side of the road. All hope was not lost for BMW, however, as Vern and the race leader Cassidy came together at the hairpin, allowing Gunter to launch himself into first, and Degrassi was able to take advantage of the situation as well to take third. Now, of course, Degrassi could do nothing to watch the race through to a close, but Gunter hanging out to see one for deck and Degrassi third. <laughs> it was close. It was close. Um, I had a slight time delay on that again, so... Uh, yeah. But it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. You were pretty much basically there. You could have sold it, and I could have changed it for the podcast and made it look like you made it, but... <laughs> no, good... Good one. That was a good one. Yeah, uh, crack and race, really, all round. It was um, uh, more bad, more bad luck for Evans, really, which uh, you know, kind oh, well. of bit par for the course at the moment. But um, so, Not good. A, a win for Sam Bird, which was you know completely swinging the championship around. Looked out of it, and then all of a sudden he's straight back in it again. What a performance! I think you're talking about the wrong race. Am I? Is that the second race? I think so. <laughs> Sorry, yes. That was the second Sorry, race, I'm yeah. on the oh, wrong. Bloody one! My bad. Uh, yeah, sorry, I kind of had to rush the uh, the actual winner, so you might have missed. Yeah, it was, I did. Uh, I just missed that bit. Sorry, I was. It, was, and uh, it didn't help was that bad. I had the uh, yeah. the wrong one up. So, uh, yeah, okay. Gunter, sorry, Max Gunter, surprise winner. Yes, Max. Yes. Great, great exactly. pass. Great. Where did that come from? Yeah, exactly. exactly. I, I was. Uh, I never really rated Gunter when I saw him in the junior formulas in in Formula Two, or Formula Two or Formula Three. I can't remember now, but I didn't really rate him. But he's uh, he's shown that he's definitely got something about him. So uh, a, a great victory. Yeah, definitely. He just needs to work on consistency. I mean, that's what we've seen in his uh, last couple of seasons. He's had like fantastic results, fantastic highs, and then he's just had big long stretches where he's had no points at all. So mm. if he can get his consistency nailed, then he can start to think about challenging the championship mm, potentially uh one, maybe the last last race win for bmw and formula e as well if they're pulling out at the end of the year mm-hmm. aren't they exactly yeah something like that yeah andretti i believe is staying but bmw are, themselves mm-hmm. are just just yeah. not continuing the partnership i think that are they still providing the powertrains do you know or uh, i'm not entirely sure yeah. no. I, I hopefully they are but uh yeah and then ds cheated them uh jean Fern in in second with lucas degrassi in third degrassi coming on strong Decent, decent exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, just the last couple of races in Mexico as well, he started to suddenly show some pace that he's not had this season. And him, he himself was saying, you know, everything's kind of always been there. It's just they've just suddenly started to put it all together and it's come, it's work, it seems to be working nicely for them and they're getting good holes of points. So, you know, anything could happen. The championship is definitely not won yet. So who knows? He could be a late 
the late challenger for the championship. Yeah, I mean, as, as, as I've already alluded to for my preview for the second race, <laughs> some big championship <laughs> swings coming as well, isn't there? There's, exactly. Uh, it's, it doesn't take a lot to have a big swing in this. And um, given that we've got uh, the same point system as Formula One, we don't tend to see these big swings that we see in Formula E and uh, in Formula One rather. We don't, but we see them in Formula E, and it's, uh, yeah. it's it's great to see that you know you've you've got people that are, that are down there on, on you know very very few points, but are able to pick up a, a big points haul in the weekend, and because of the whole qualifying yeah, format as well. Which uh, who is it? Was it uh, Nick DeVries? I heard some comments he was making that he didn't like the qualifying format. Did you hear about that? Uh, I didn't hear that, but I can imagine that being true. I mean, yeah, we've all seen. I mean, do you remember back in Monaco when? He was trying to hold up everybody to have them disqual, you know, miss the time cut from because he was out in Group One, and he was just uh, trying to slow everybody up. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think he does like the format very much, so I can definitely believe that. Yeah, I think coming from the like the junior formulas to Formula One and being linked with the Mercedes team as well, I think he's uh, he's <laughs> used to that kind of that that way of racing through through the uh through the formulas and Formula E being so detached from that and uh, very much success ballast. Um, it's it, it definitely mixes the races up. Uh, I'm not yeah. completely convinced by it personally, um, but uh, I can I can definitely see the benefit it has to the racing. It definitely creates oh. different winners. You never know who's going to win a Formula E race, which in itself exactly. is, is a good thing. Um, so yeah, good good performance uh, there from uh, from Lucas Degrassi uh, and Audi. Um, the uh, the Envision Racing team fourth and fifth, decent performance from them. Um, and Oliver Rowland uh, on his way soon. Uh, finished seventh, just behind his teammate Sebastian Boemi. Um, how do you see the rest of his season panning out? It's hard to say because he has, he's another one who's had incredible highs and incredible lows in the sport as well. He's you know he's often had he's had some good results and he's had some bad results. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to say. You know, it's always hard to say in this in this sport who's gonna in Formula E specifically who's gonna do well because you never know but hmm. i reckon he can probably keep his form he could probably continue a good uh some good some good holes and obviously the higher up you go the harder it is to get points but hmm. the qualifying obviously we've spoken about but i reckon he can do all right excellent excellent so <clears throat> excuse me um so we've we've got obviously sam bird in in ninth place and uh and uh, Mitch Evans having a DNF, quite a few DNFs in the end, wasn't it? Uh, six six failures to finish in that race. Not not a great performance from Jaguar. Obviously, we know that they did slightly better in the second race. Um, slightly, yeah. Well, <laughs> Mitch Evans, Mitch Evans still. Yeah, but we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get to we'll get anyway, to that. We'll get onto that. Yes. Where where, so where did their race unfold? Because I know you obviously you got a vested interest in Jaguar. Where did their race unfold? Well, how did? Uh, well, obviously. About halfway through Evans, well, maybe not even, about a third of the way through Evans, just pulled off the side of the road, mechanical failure. He was out of the race, and Bird started pretty far down. I can't remember where he started, but it was quite far down anyway. And he managed to, as far as I remember, he managed to fight through, but I don't think he managed to actually get to the points in the end. I think uh, he's just, just a kind of a victim of the qualifying and starting further down. So, yeah. Not much he could do there. Yeah. Okay, so um, should we look at the second race? Now I know we've got some talking points we want to talk about that cover off like the entire championship as a whole. So yeah, yeah. if we go to the second race and then we'll uh, we'll see how we go. Right, second review coming up. Okay, I'm ready for you. Heading into turn one for the second race of the weekend, there was very nearly contact between the leading Jaguars, but luckily everyone made it through cleanly. 
everyone that is, except Vern, who was stuck on the grid. The safety car was subsequently deployed as he was cleared. It wasn't long before it became clear that Evans wanted to hold on to his second place. He would have to fight, and fight he did. The race really saw a lot of baffling for the top places. The one place that never looked in doubt was that of Sam Bird, who kept his composure at the front throughout. Martara ended up nearly in the wall, leaving the championship leader with another pointless race. Suddenly, from nowhere, disaster struck again. Mitch Evans began to slip uncontrollably down the order with just minutes left on the clock, after what was later revealed to be a suspension failure after a brush with the wall. He nursed the stricken car to the line, with the suspension finally buckled before he could cross it, dropping him to a pointless 13th place to burn off a disastrous weekend. But further up front, Jaguar takes the flip side of the coin, with Sanford delivering a stunning lights to fly finish, Casty second, cost a third. Done. Made it. Nicely done. <laughs> so yeah, as I, as I said before earlier, uh, Sam Bird, what a performance! <laughs> Twenty nine points from the weekend. Is that? I'm assuming that's yep. because of, is that um, pole position as well? Yeah, um, for yeah, for a team pole. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Four, four points for for pole. I take it then. Great. Yeah. So um, cracking performance there. Mitch Evans just seems to be um, seems to either be in the wall or on the podium for me. He he just like yeah, the I amount know. of times you see him just brushing with the wall and and uh and getting away with it. But uh yeah, just just hit the wall slightly too hard this time. Yeah, exactly. And did the the exact same thing, same place in qualifying at one point as well. So mm. um yeah, no, it's not what we want to be seeing, but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I know you sent us a message during the race saying hope hope you're watching and uh I, I see why Yeah, I was I was getting a bit overconfident, a bit a bit too cocky, yeah. <laughs> well, too soon, yeah. yeah. I saw it uh, slightly oh, well. slightly delayed, but uh, I, I, I was convinced it was gonna be a Jag one too when uh, when that happened. But uh yeah, um I mean where where were the Mercedes again? Another another bad weekend for them. For my pick for the championship. I know, I know and you know, last season they were looking strong this season. They were looking like you know the ones to beat early on, and suddenly in the last couple of races they just completely fallen away. And then you know partially you can't blame that on the qualifying, of course, but you know it doesn't all come down to qualifying. There are of course opportunities to come from Q three, Q one, or Q qualifying Group one, and uh, even take pole. Even you know, I Mitch Evans was in Group one in the race two, and he was second on the grid. So you know, it's not all about that, and it's yeah, I think. Whatever is going on with them, they need to sort it out quickly. There's only what former races to go, so yeah, it's a bit strange for them. Uh, they suddenly had a big drop off in pace. Yeah, I mean, the the their drivers in the championship were were first and second at one point, and now you've got Nick De Vries down in down in tenth place. Uh, where's where's Stoffel Van Dorn? He's he's down in thirteenth. It's just, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the form book they got six points in round eight, and that was that was Van Dorn's last points he scored. And Nick De Vries got mm-hmm. two points in round eight. So Mercedes three rounds, no points. Yeah. that's 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 terrible, Crazy. terrible form. Yeah, exactly. Especially for a championship contending team, you'd expect them to be. I mean, informally, you don't expect the championship contending teams to score points every race, but mm-hmm. you know, three in a row. No points for either driver. I mean, that is, yeah, you're starting to worry about them. Then, if you're, you know, if you're Mercedes, you're starting to think, what's going on here? Yes, that is that is pretty unusual. Yeah. Yeah. So someone else that's impressed me has been has been Nick Cassidy. He's second place in the race. Uh, he's he's looked strong. He's uh, he's led races. Uh, and is this his rookie year? Yeah, rookie season. And yeah, yeah. I agree with you. He's definitely surprised me, and he's impressed me. He's well, he was. Pretty, Leading in Rome until he 
crashed out or spun out mm. at the start of the race and then did well in Mexico last time out. Doing well again, fourth and second. So, yeah, fantastic for him. Yeah, he's, he's certainly come on and uh, he's he's looking to business. So maybe maybe a bit too soon being his rookie year, but then uh, next year we should should hopefully see a little bit more from him. Um, yeah, and Antonio Felix da Costa for, for to Cheetah. Um, so obviously him not doing so well in the first race, uh, but Vern getting on the podium, da Costa getting on the podium, keeping the uh, the fight fight alive in the team's championship anyway, at least. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, de- decent performance from him, fastest lap as well. Uh, I, I they're a bit of an enigma team, DS the Cheetah for me. I, they they look like they they should be the team to beat, but they just don't seem to put it together every week. Yeah, I was. It's strange this year because it's last year, if you watch, you know, especially, but last year especially, but also the year before that with Vern as well, but the, how dominant they were and how, I mean, even especially if you look at the last few races in Berlin and the finale last year, the Costa won, what, like three out of six of them. Mm. And uh, yeah, so they have dominated this, this sport as much as you can dominate for the But yeah, this year did not... Uh, been quite such a dominant force that we might have expected them to be. Yeah, I mean he's he's sitting um he's sitting second in the championships. So I suppose it's not uh it's not too bad just behind Sam Bird who's now back mm-hmm. up on top. Uh Robin Frying's dropping to third. I'm assuming that's down to race victories because they're on the same uh, on the same number of points. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I, I wonder there's some rumors about the Costa going to IndyCar. Uh I wonder if that's turning his head slightly as well, but uh yeah, it's, uh, it would surprise me because there's still a championship to be won here, and you know, getting back-to-back championship wins in Formula E would be a great way to go into IndyCar. But uh, exactly, uh, but a pointless weekend from Eduardo Mortara, who was the championship leader going into this race, and uh, now now sitting in in fourth place outside the top three with just 72 points and no points from either race. Shocking. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah, it's not good for him. I remember last week or whenever we last spoke, you were saying, "Oh, I reckon he'll hold on for the." the title but you know it just goes to show you how yeah. this championship just changes like that you know yeah I've been uh, completely shown up there with a, th- a 32 point <laughs> swing for Sam Bird over Eduardo Mortara in one race weekend obviously two races but one race weekend and all of a sudden he's sitting there in fourth place three drivers have usurped him so uh, I still think he's he's looking strong for the championship oh definitely uh, I think he's got every chance of, of winning it still but uh, I mean looking at that point have you got Bird there on 81 how far do we go down before we say these people are out of the championship, do we go down as far as, do we say Nick DeVries is out of it with 59 points? Or is that... Uh, well, bear, bear in mind where Bird was coming into this weekend. He was in 13th place. And then, mm. you know, all of a sudden, just, you know, just all it took was one race. And yeah. then that was him leaving the championship. So, so with, yeah, I think... with four races to go, uh, I would say, I mean, potentially Jake Dennis there with 54 points in 15th place. Maybe I would say that would probably be. I think forty-four points back to Sims is just a bridge too far. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but potentially back there with uh, Jake Dennis, Alexander. Yeah, Jake Dennis fifty-four points, Gunter fifty-four points, Van Dorn fifty-four points, Degrassi fifty-four points. So yeah, if we're saying exactly. that Degrassi is an outsider, like exactly, definitely wouldn't write them off. Yeah. So if we're, if we're saying that he's an outsider for the championship, then we've we've got to still keep Jake Dennis and Max Gunter yeah, and Stoffel yeah. Van Dorn in that fight as well. So. Potentially, exactly. who knows what can happen? Yeah. Potentially anyone in the top fifteen, which is just phenomenal, really. Yeah. Um, and then we just got little Joel Eriksson back there, only done two rounds, I think, but uh, still no points. But uh, Tom Blomquist, just the five points for Neo and uh, Oliver Turvey, thirteen 
also uh, also for Neo. Not finished a race in three. I mean, going into this season, obviously I didn't know a huge amount about Formula E, but uh, Neo for me looked like they were the, the Hass of, of Formula E. <laughs> Pretty that, much, yeah. yeah pretty I'm much. assuming that that's accurate, but uh, yeah, just just the 18. Or more like the Williams, you could say, because Neil were actually the first champions of the sport. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Or um, yeah, so in the first season uh, with Nelson Piquet, but then they suddenly just kind of uh, dropped off the cliff. Okay. So yeah, the first champions. Well, so then and then we've got Dragon Penske at the back. Weird for a, a, a team backed by Penske to be so far down. Yeah. So yeah, just yeah, they used to be. The old Geox Dragon, and they've never really, and all the time I've been watching anyway, never really had any, any pace to speak of. So, yeah. But then we've got, um, look at Rocket and seeing who was, who's the other driver in Rocket? I just saw him a second ago, just spinning free. So, we've got Norman Nato, and who's the other driver in, in Rocket? I'm trying to find him on the um, Venturia. Yeah. Rocket Venturia. Yeah. It's uh, Mortara. Mortara, yes, of course. Yes, of course it is. Sorry, yeah. So, that's what I was, that's what I was getting at. You've got Mortara with 72 points. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you you go all the way back to Nato on seventeen, and that goes to show yeah, the, exactly. the difference between between two drivers there, like in the same team, the same equipment, uh, the same procedures, and such a exactly. vast difference in in uh, in in position in the championship. There was it fifty mm-hmm. odd points exactly. difference, crazy. So uh, yeah, uh, look looking ahead then. So we've got let's say four four to go. We've got um, yeah. we've got potential silly a double season. header in uh, yeah. double, yeah, head- double header in uh, London to go. Yeah. So our home race, yeah. Jaguar's home yeah. race, oh, and sure uh, the burning question that everyone wants to know: Are you going? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I haven't seen any announcement about fans on the website. They're all selling tickets, oh, okay. so I think it's a uh, settle, sadly. Okay. Well, maybe next year then, or probably next. Yeah, year. fingers fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah, fingers crossed. And uh, it'll be a bit more open. We'll be a bit more free, and hopefully we could we could do a live yeah. broadcast from the uh, from the event. That'll be good. Yeah, um, exactly. And uh, and then obviously finishing off in in Berlin. Is it going to be the same track in Berlin this time round? Uh, as far as I know, yeah, it's so going to be the not, same track at the old. Uh, they're not going to like uh, airfield, yeah. yeah. Not going to like invert it like they did last time, and nah, nah, I think they'll probably stick with the classic. The inverted track wasn't great, to be honest. So I think I'll stick with the classic. Excellent. So uh, looking at Roland, then uh, he's off to Mahindra. Yes, yeah. So how how does that affect the uh, the rest of the season then, and how does it affect next season the drivers? Who he's going to replace? Who's going to replace him? Yeah, I don't know. So it's going to be either Sims or Lynn that he'll be replacing mm-hmm. Avenger, obviously. So which one of them do you reckon it'll be? That's the question. Yeah, I mean, in the standings, Sims is slightly higher. Lynn's had a lot of bad luck. Um, mm-hmm. It's difficult to say, really. I think I would say out of the two, Lynn has probably got the most promise uh, for mm-hmm. me. Um, but um, but Sims has shown to be... Has shown to be a uh, a strong racer. He's he's shown to mm. shown to that you know he's got the experience. Um, so it's difficult to say really. Out of those two, I mean, are they, is it possible they could change both drivers? Who knows? Um, if it was if it came to either one of them, what I would say is Sims has been the consistent one. Whereas Lynn, for me, across his time formerly, he's had the standout performances, mm. but not necessarily the consistency. Like Lynn, when he came first race and he didn't formally, he was on pole. Mm back in season four i think um first race pole and then you know so yes had some crazy standouts like that but if they just want a driver who can come and deliver every week then perhaps sims would be the way to go but who knows so uh 
who who are you thinking about replacement wise? Are we look, do you know of any drivers in other sports that might come in? Do you think, or are they just going? Um, yeah, so uh, Nissan is actually I don't know if you know this associated with or Nissan formerly e, the Edams. Mm-hmm. Nissan Edams is associated with uh, Renault, right? So there's a potential there that some that could put a Renault Academy driver in there. That's put, that would be my uh, so my potentially someone like Guan Yu Zhou might end up there. yeah perhaps then. i think for me that um, that would be a really good shout because joe for me i don't think he's got what it takes for formula one uh and mm-hmm. that might be another route for him to try because you've three seasons mm-hmm. in f2 um i mean we'll touch on it when i go through my reviews later on but um yeah he's he, he's a quality driver but i just don't think he's you know after three seasons in f2 you still can't be the standout guy exactly it's uh it, it's it's difficult um you could potentially see someone like alex alban maybe if he doesn't get into mm-hmm. Formula um, One, yeah, Albon was actually tipped to go to. Well, he was supposed to be going to Mahindra. Sorry, uh, Nissan before he was assigned for um, Toro Rosso. For Toro Rosso, yeah. So who knows? Maybe he would go back there after if he doesn't get into F one next yeah. year. Then maybe that would be his place to go. I have Nobuharu Matsushita driving for Nissan in Super GT. Okay, he could be another star. Yeah. yeah, and I know that um, Audi. Not sorry, not Audi. Um, Andretti. They obviously got links in lots of other motorsports as well. They oh. could, if if BMW obviously leaving leaving the sport. So you know, are they would they be looking to keep Jake Dennis and Max Gunter? Could we potentially see some some young Andretti drivers coming in? I know there's there's a couple of a couple of good ones in in Indy Lights that they're wanting to to put somewhere else. You've got uh, drivers in IndyCar that are under pressure as well. They might want to maybe ship them out. So there's a possibility there. We might see someone like James Hinchcliffe might come over to Formula E as a possibility because I know that they're looking to make changes. So it's possible. Who knows? I, I can't see Max Gunter or Jake Dennis coming across to IndyCar. I don't think that's uh, that's something no, I don't think so, no. that would happen. But uh, uh, Mercedes, I think they're probably going to stick firm, aren't they? With uh, yeah, I would imagine. I can't so, see yeah. them changing I that. So. I think that those two yeah. drivers do well for them. Yeah, solidly. Their line. Sorry. I heard somewhere that he might be going. Is that is that something I've just made up in uh, my head? Or I don't know. I mean, it could be. I have no idea. I don't can't say I recall that, but hmm. you might have just heard that. And I've I probably heard that, that somewhere. I mean, lot lot. Yeah, lot I'm sure he's got to be going somewhere at some point, surely. Yeah, he's, he's, he's... no spring chicken. <laughs> is he yeah uh, he's he's i'm sure isn't he in his 40s now lotterer is he i don't know i think he must be the oldest i think he is i'll have a quick look at his driver profile bear with loading now driver profile oh, it doesn't have his age on it does it uh well he's born in 1981 so yeah that would make him uh, that would make he's him 39 yeah he's 39 19th november 1981 there yeah. we go well yeah so yeah he's uh just like me he's getting on a bit so uh <laughs> Yeah, probably about time he hung up his helmet. But uh, yeah, so he'll probably be going some, somewhere at some point. But uh, interesting. So uh, championship-wise, I think we've pretty much covered all that off. Uh, anything else you want to talk about on Formula E? Uh, I don't think so, no. no there's nothing new I've heard of on that. We've got, obviously, we've got Berlin coming up. We've got uh, London coming up. Um, where is where is the race in London? Uh, it's around the XL Centre, the XL Arena. Um, it's right next to... London City Airport. Fantastic. Right, so that is that's coming on a couple of weeks' time, twenty um, fourth and twenty fifth of July. That's going to be, and we just got the one the one race that weekend as well. So that will get full attention for us. 
Uh, it's obviously it's a double header, but we've we've yeah. only got the one thing, as in monkey seat, is what I mean. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, about, I was like, yeah, no, 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 no. Two yeah. races, four races left. Two in the, two in London, two in, two in New York. Yeah, fantastic. Well, that's been great. I'll, um, I think what I'll do, I'll, I'll move on to the, uh, the W Series and the, the Formula Two, and just round that off before we, uh, before we say goodbye. So, uh, uh, we'll say goodbye to the live stream uh, for Charlie then, and we will. We will continue on with the podcast uh, with the Formula 2 and Formula 3 and then and W Series, sorry. So thanks a lot for coming on and we'll see you soon, Charlie. See you. Cheers, bye. Goodbye. Great, so I'll just I'll just wrap this up then for for us then. So we had a uh, a race in the W series. It was the uh, Silverstone Silverstone race, and uh, we had Alice Powell wanted to take back control of her championship after losing the lead to her, to the reigning champion Jamie Chadwick. She did this by winning her home Grand Prix, but it wasn't as easy as her race one victory at Austria. After losing out to Fabian Volvend at the start, she uh, she stayed in second for the opening spell, but reset the lead with five minutes to go to claim top spot in the title race. Wolverhampton and Powell had more pace than anyone all weekend and were dev- and deserved winners. But uh, you have to feel bad for Fabian, who led most of the race, but uh, just buckled under pressure from uh, from Powell at the end. Jamie Chadwick's disappointed to finish third, but happy to be on the podium ahead of Emma Kibilainen in fourth. Mari and Vissel were fifth and sixth, from, uh, with Sarah Moore a disappointing seventh after not hooking up her weekend and being passed on the penultimate lap. Impressive debutante Abby Pulling became the sixth British driver to compete in the W Series this year and finish where she started in eighth place. And to round up the top ten, we had Abby Eaton and Jess Hawkins, who were both able to move forward in the race. So in the uh, in the championship, then uh, that puts Abby, sorry Alice Powell, back at the top, fifty four points. Jamie Chadwick six points back on forty eight. 12 points back from her is Sarah Moore, 36, a British 1-2-3. Fabian Volvend with 34 points and Emma Kimmelainen with 27. Adrina Sidakova, who was looking very strong after our podium last time out, she's dropped all the way to 6th in the championship with 22 level uh, with Marty, um, also on 22. And then we've got Belen Garcia with 14, uh, Abby Eaton with 10, and uh, Koyama? Koyama, sorry. Koyama! Uh, in 10th with 10 points, also tied with Bruno Tomaselli as well. So that's uh, championship looking tight there. Uh, it's next round is next Silverstone. Sorry, next Silverstone, next Formula One race at the Hungara Ring. And then we also have the, uh, the the Belgian Grand Prix, Zandvoort, and then we finish off in Circuit of Americas and Mexico. So that's your W Series catch up there. Um, Races were a little, uh, a little processional at times, or the race rather was a little processional. But, uh, but the uh, it was great to see a British winner and two Brits on the podium as well. So well done for for Jamie and um, Abby Pulling as well for for a fantastic performance to finish eighth. And in the Formula Two, we have three races. I'm just going to grab a drink before I go into this. We went into the weekend with Guanajuato leading Piastri and Schwartzman in the championship. Sprint 1 saw Schwartzman jump two places on track and the championship before Turn 1 by taking an early lead by winning from third on the grid. Pulsita Lungard finished third just behind the Red Bull-backed Estonian Yuri Vips. Djokovic and Porcher completed the top five in a race which saw the safety car needed three times. And among the retirements were championship leader Joe, who retired from an unforced error on lap one. Nissany, Deleda and Samaya also failed to finish, causing various safety car periods, but Schwartzman aced every restart to win. Other championship hopefuls, Piastri and Lawson, had a titanic battle in the first half of the race, but Piastri eventually won out to finish sixth. Dan Tickton had a quiet race in eighth, with Armstrong and Vashore completing the top ten. 
Sprint 2, I'll remind you, is reversed top 10 from the from Sprint 1. So Schwartzman started mid-pack and Richard for sure led them away uh, for 21 laps in very hot conditions. The seemingly compulsory safety car made two appearances. First for Deleda, colliding with stationary Boschon on lap 1, uh, then when Deruvela punted Viscal out on lap 7. But in a fairly professional race up front, a, profession, a processional but in a fairly processional race up front, saw for sure win from Armstrong, Tictum, Piastri and Lawson. Top five. The uh, Vips then followed with Drogovic, Beckman, Zendeli and Porcher completing the top ten. Joe starting for the back was the biggest mover, climbing to 11th and Schwartzman threw away 9th place on the last lap, trying to pass Beckman and fell out of the points. We then went on to the Sunday feature race and after a bad start to the weekend, Joe reasserted his dominance with a strong win in the Formula 2 feature race. He quickly took the lead at the start from Piastri and went slightly longer than his rivals to hold track position through the alternate strategy runners with ease. He was never really under threat. And Piastri fell behind Tictum at the stops and failed to repass him and had to settle for a podium behind Tictum, putting up a strong defence from Vashore in fourth, who was pushing him really hard for the final section of the race. Schwartzman and Drogovic followed, then came Vips, who, came, who had a great run on the alternate strategy, impressing once again. Porcher, Zandelli, and Deruvela made up the top 10 to finish the race action for the weekend. So, in the championship, that meant that Oscar Piastri now leads the championship with 108 points, and Guan Yuzhou. In second with 103, we have Robert Schwartzman on 91, Dan Tictum on 89, Yuri Vips on 85. Now, for me, those five are the five who are fighting out for the championship. Tia Porcher a little bit far back there with 65. And then we've got Felipe Drugovic on 59, Liam Lawson on 58, Jane Derulo 56, and Richard Vashore completing the top 10 with 50 points. Next up, we have the uh, race in Monza. We have, obviously, the three races in Monza, Sochi, Jeddah, and Yas Marina. So that's still 12 races. We're only halfway through the season. So at the halfway point, we see uh, Piastri, obviously, with a five-point lead over Joe. Nothing really separating them, but uh, I've made my feelings on Joe very clear. Um, three seasons in the championship, you would think that he would he, he should win it this year. You spend enough time in the championship, you're going to ace it. Robert Schwartzman has had some very bad luck. Uh, but he's uh, he's starting to put together a title challenge, so it'd be interesting to see if he can keep that going. Dan Tictum, he needs to be he needs to win it this year, or he's he's never going to make it to Formula One in in my book. And Yuri Vips, first full season in Formula Two, doing very well with 85 points there, a handful of races last year. He is the for me the the top hope for Red Bull with Liam Lawson in the background certainly coming up as well. So uh, Yuri Vips has already been passed by. Yuki Tsunoda in the Red Bull ladder. So uh, COVID meant that he would missed out on the Super Formula season. So uh, for his sake, I really hope he has a decent run in. Um, and who knows, if Tsunoda doesn't do the business, he may well up in that AlphaTauri seat next year. So that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. It's been a bit uh, been a bit staggered as usual. Uh, we will return to normal fairly soon. But what we've got coming up, we've got uh, we've got a bit of a break now. We've got um, so we've got the Formula Two race, twenty fourth and twenty fifth of July, uh, and then we've got Hung Hungarian Grand Prix on the first of August, and then we've got Nashville on the eighth of August in IndyCar. So that's the next time we're across the pond for IndyCar. So. Uh, keep in touch with us, send us your comments, uh, and we will speak to you all soon. Ciao!
has proved it already this season. <laughs> and uh, your mate's back, I... Jamie. Jamie's back again. Who's Jamie? Cool. Jamie's, he was on last time. Well, last time Charlie was on anyway. It's like a Charlie Horn super fan. Super fan. There's a Charlie Horn super fan? Yeah. Are they called the Hornies? <laughs> <laughs> Too soon? Uh, they, got, they got that song as the theme tune. I'm horny. Honey, honey, honey. 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 <laughs> so honey. Anyway.